Spotlight, friends. Welcome to another episode of Ave Spotlight. We're so excited to have Dr. Monique with us today. She's going to answer some submitted questions about women's health. She's awesome, but I'm going to let her tell you more about herself. Can you share with us a little bit about you, Dr. Monique? Fantastic. So I was a typically trained OBGYN physician. I went to medical school and residency, and I graduated as an allopathic medical physician for OBGYN. And I practiced that way for many years and it really never truly meshed with me because I'm a very holistic person. I like using a lot of supplements instead of medications typically to treat illness. And I like to read a lot about alternative medicine and I like to get to the root cause of things. And it just so happened that it was praying outside of an abortion center where I encountered a man who then gave me a book about NAPR technology. And I had never heard about NAPR technology before. Uh, NAPR technology is the use of Crichton Fertility Care Natural Family Planning Methods in order to identify abnormalities in people's cycles, in their bleeding patterns, in their mucus patterns, in their length of cycle, the length of time from ovulation until their next period. And then by identifying those places, the time of ovulation, the length of cycle, you're able to target tests in the second half of the cycle or the first half of the cycle to look for hormonal abnormalities and truly get to kind of the root cause of many of these issues. And then it gives you the ability to understand how to best treat them, how to address egg health quality, all sorts of different things. So That was a transition that I made, goodness, probably about seven, eight years ago. And I've been practicing as a NAPR technology trained OBGYN since that time. So I went back and I received a full year of training in NAPR technology to understand how to read these charts, how to teach people, how to do the testing, all of these different things. And it has been like night and day difference for me to be able to practice according to my faith, true pro-life medicine, Mm. and to be able to minister to my patients in a very different way, rather than shutting down their cycles to address their issues, to cover up problems, actually getting to the root cause of all of these issues, and then addressing them from there. Oh, wow. So it's been such a joy. But yeah, it's, I love, I love, love, love what I do. And I love to minister to my patients. I love to give them the opportunity to really understand what's going on in their lives. Sure. Oh my goodness. Well, that is so cool. I think that it's awesome that you just have such a vested interest in women's health. I think that as we talked about before we started recording, a lot of times when women go to the doctor, you feel like you're just going to really be pushed to be on, you know, birth control or medication and you leave the meeting, you know, your appointment kind of feeling like not really sure about what's going on, what really happened, what's going on with your body. And it can be kind of confusing. And then when you're on medication, even that sometimes doesn't help. So then there just feels like there's no resolve there. So that's so interesting, the idea of really getting to the root cause of how our bodies operate. And I think it's so powerful to just be, just to have more knowledge of your body. It really empowers you to know what your body's doing. And even for me, just being able to know when I track my own cycle and see, okay, well, this is this. And so then seven days before 
I'm today I'm feeling kind of grumpy and I'm kind of snappy and I'm eating a lot and I'm seeing a lot of like, you know, zits on my face. So, but it's interesting to know that like, okay, well, this is just the way that my body is responding to the natural cycle of, whereas before I would have just thought, I'm going insane. So it is. Right, right. Or (laughs) you're really annoying me. Yeah. It's your fault. Yeah. But it's interesting because it's like, oh, well, no, this is just a normal kind of thing that happens. So that's awesome. Not really normal, Mm. but it, yeah. So, Mm. okay. (laughs) Normal is not to have PMS. Yeah. Ah, okay. Can you expand a little bit on that? I'm interested in that. Yeah, absolutely. So, PMS is typically caused by abnormalities in your hormones. So, when you have a drop in progesterone after ovulation, it's not normal, it's common. A lot of people experience this, but there are things that you can do. Number one, you can check your estrogen and progesterone levels after ovulation to identify where these defects are. And then you can do things to improve your egg health so that you'll have better quality eggs with better quality ovulation, better quality hormones following ovulation. And you can supplement back with whatever you're missing after you do those labs and you figure out what you're missing in the second half of the cycle with, you know, it could be as natural as doing seeds and just adding them into your smoothie or taking a supplement that's compounded or using a cream or an oil at that time, but you have to be able to identify the correct timing of this, right? You have to know when you're ovulating because you don't want to take progesterone all the way through the cycle. That would just shut down your cycle altogether. But if you can, you know, work with somebody who can help you to identify where you're ovulating, do the right test following ovulation, then you'd be able to tell, you know, do I have high estrogen or low progesterone or low estrogen or high progesterone or what's going on? And then you can actually address it. Oh, wow. That is awesome. Look at that. Something that I did not know my whole life. I had just been like, well, I guess this is just okay that for two weeks out of the month, I am just not a kind person. So that's good. I can do things to help myself. That's amazing. So let's jump in. We have some submitted questions and that was actually one of them, which I didn't share, but that was a great one. So thank you for answering without even knowing. So a lot of our questions are about how to find pro-life OBGYNs. And then we have one question that we got a lot about what are the benefits of using NFP? So for those that are practicing NFP, first, can you tell us what that is? And then we hear a lot of cons about NFP, a lot of tension that can happen within marriage, a lot of, you know, if you are a woman within a regular cycle, it can just seem extra hard. So can you just share a little bit about that? Okay, absolutely. So first of all, the first question of how do you find somebody who practices like me, a pro-life OBGYN? It is a little bit challenging because even if you find, you know, somebody who is interested in their faith, they might not be a hundred percent pro-life. They might think that they're pro-life. Like I used to think that I was a pro-life OBGYN before I knew about NAPR technology. And meanwhile, writing contraceptives and everything, because I was personally pro-life, and I personally would not have had an abortion. I thought that I was pro-life. But a true pro-life OBGYN is somebody who respects life from conception all the way to natural death. Somebody who does not write contraceptives because contraceptives can possibly cause abortions when they're thinning the inner lining of the uterus and preventing the baby from implanting the embryo from implanting at that time without the patient even understanding, you know, that the use of IUDs, use of contraceptives can all lead to unintentional abortions. This person would also be 
vocal, hopefully, about the importance of protecting all life and be willing to stand up and say something, you know, about how sad it is that abortion is occurring in our world and in our states and everything else. But definitely, you know, somebody who is interested in learning about NAPR technology. So I guess one way of doing it is just Google NAPR technology and find people who practice NAPR technology, because in order to do NAPR, you have to sign saying that you will never write for contraceptives again. Oh, wow. So that's kind of a surefire, you know, those people are not writing for contraceptives. Because, yeah, I have met beautiful, amazing doctors who think that they're pro-life and they believe that they're pro-life and they're personally pro-life and they're against abortion, but they still write for contraceptives because they haven't gotten that full message. So it is important to try and work with people who really do have the full message. And if you encounter those who don't, try and lovingly share the good news with them so that hopefully they can all join us on this side of the fence. That would be sure. awesome. That would be awesome. Oh my yeah. goodness. So then our second question, most submitted, was all about NFP. Can you tell us a little bit about what NFP is, why so many of our listeners were sharing their troubles with it, um, and <laughs> and how if there is hope at the end of the tunnel? Oh, yes. So NFP, natural family planning, there are multiple types of fertility awareness-based methods, right? So there is, you know, Crichton fertility care, which is all mucus and sensation and bleeding patterns. There is the symptothermal method, which is temperatures and sometimes you know, feeling inside, feeling the position of the cervix, the softness of the cervix, paying attention to mucus as well, but not at the same detail as you do with Crichton. There is the Marquette method, which is using the clear blue digital ovulation predictor kit, as well as some charting. There is the temp drop method. There is the calendar days method. So there's lots of different ways that you can go about learning to chart. And it all kind of depends on number one, are you a person who has any abnormalities in your cycle? If you're somebody who always has 27 to 29 day cycles, mm. you never have any abnormal bleeding, no spotting in between your cycles, no tail end brown bleeding. You don't have any PMS symptoms. You're just doing awesome. And your only desire is to achieve pregnancy or to avoid pregnancy. Then pretty much any of the methods across the board, except the calendar method, which is not a real natural family planning method. That's like the period tracker apps and stuff where you put in a date and it spits out an ovulation. That's like straight up stupid. Sorry. (laughs) um, Can you you tell us why that is not the best? Yeah. It's not the best because it's assuming that everybody has a 28 day cycle. Mm. It's assuming that you are never under any stress and that your ovulation is never displaced in any way. And it will always, like you'll put in that date, it'll spit out an ovulation date. Then when you put in your next period date, if you look backwards, it's going to change that ovulation date. Mm. So that ovulation date is completely unreliable unless you are exactly ovulating on day 14 of the cycle. Yes. So people put a lot of trust in those apps and end up having a lot of issues, either conceiving or avoiding. And then they're like, oh, natural family planning doesn't work. You know, I got pregnant when I wasn't supposed to. I'm like, no, you're just using the wrong method. Mm. And you haven't worked with a fertility care practitioner or somebody who can actually teach you a reliable method. So 
Second point, if you are trying to do a natural family planning method, work with a teacher, please. Mm. Because if you are trying to teach yourself this and then you are failing at it and you're not doing well and you're getting frustrated with it, then you likely are not fully grasping what that teacher could teach you to make it a lot easier for you. So there is so much benefit in working with a teacher, whether it be for FEM, whether it be for Crichton, whether it be for Symptothermal, somebody to teach you the method and then follow up with you to make sure you actually got what they were teaching you. Mm. And so that you're charting correctly so that you can understand exactly what you're identifying and you can know what to do with that information. So that's huge. That makes a huge, huge difference in the success of couples who are using any sort of natural family planning method. So the frustration that comes with natural family planning methods is that people want to be able to have intercourse when they want to have intercourse, right? Easy enough. Yep. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, God created us in such a way that he desired us to be fruitful and bountiful. Mm. And that height of desire for intimacy occurs when you are most fruitful, mm. when you have the best cervical mucus, when you are most likely to conceive, that's when your desire is at its peak. And that's just how he created us. So if you are trying to avoid pregnancy, then you are trying to avoid coming together at that time, right? Mm -hmm. So for people that have irregular cycles, Crichton is a wonderful method to use because you can use it if you have irregular cycles, you can use it if you're breastfeeding, you can use it like in any case. Crichton is the type of method that I would absolutely recommend for anybody who has any abnormalities in their bleeding, abnormalities in their mood, abnormalities in their cycle, because you can access by using Crichton the NAPRO technology help afterwards. Mm. All of the other types of fertility awareness-based methods are intended to be used to achieve or to avoid pregnancy. Crichton is intended to be used to achieve or avoid pregnancy, but also to address every GYN issue out there. That's Makes awesome. Sense? Yes. So with Crichton, you know, they're the most challenging patients are the ones that have continuous mucus all the way through. So it's harder for them to identify when their ovulation is. But nine times out of 10, when they work with somebody who can teach them the method, then even amidst that sort of continuous mucus, they can identify a rise from that mucus when they actually are fertile and a fall from that mucus. And then we can do blood testing to confirm, okay, yes, you actually have ovulated here. So from this day forward until your next period, you're no longer fertile. So you can find those times and those days. And I think a lot of people say, hey, you know, when I'm doing natural family planning methods, we have so few days to use, but that's definitely not true because you have time, especially if you have like a relatively normal cycle and just kind of irregular bleeding or whatever, but you still have dry days and you still have mucus days where you can identify an ovulation. You have the time from the end of your period where you're spotting all the way up to that first sign of mucus. And then you have time again from four nights after your mucus ends until your next period. So that's a whole lot of days. And, you know, not everybody is interested in 
utilizing all of those days either, typically, you know, but if you are, then those are available to you. So I don't see natural family planning methods as a burden. I feel it more as a freedom. I see it more as another vital sign, which allows you to interpret the language your body is speaking to you. If you opt to ignore those signs and symptoms, if you opt to ignore the tail end brown bleeding, if you opt to ignore the change in your cycle length, if you opt to ignore the mid-cycle spotting or the decreased mucus during your ovulation, you are letting go of the opportunity to identify key things that could really change the course of your health. You know what I mean? Wow. That is amazing. I'm like, oh my gosh, I need to go find a doctor. That is amazing. Yeah. It's totally empowering. Mm. It's such a, a beautiful skill to have and to be able to share with others. It is just, it's the way, you know, you talk about women's empowerment. This is what it is at its root cause. Like this is just any woman who can totally understand what her body is speaking to her is an empowered woman mm. because she can truly interpret everything that is going on. She knows why things are happening, why she is feeling the way she is feeling, you know, what to expect coming up. And I believe that natural family planning methods when done correctly. So this should not be, the woman should never be the gatekeeper to the fertility. This should be something that the couple does together. Mm. So she can identify the findings. He writes them down that way. Every single day, he is aware of where she is. And he can tell, okay, we are now post-peak. I don't have to be asking her, are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Is it time? Is it time? Is it time? No, he knows exactly where they are, what the timing is. And if they choose to engage in these things so that they can conceive a child, or if they choose to abstain and show love in other ways, right? And so the use of natural family planning, if you're using it to avoid, it actually opens up a space for this couple to really enhance their marriage in completely different ways, right? You are advising people to learn how to love one another and show one another love outside of sexual intimacy. And that is a skill that most people on this planet do not learn. And so when you have a toolkit of a hundred plus ways of showing your husband or wife that you love them, then how much stronger are you going to be when adversity comes your way and due to medical issues, due to depression, due to anxiety, due to distance, you're unable to come together in that way, Mm -hmm. in that particular union. And instead you have this whole toolkit of other ways that you can show love to one another. And this use of natural family planning enhances those skills. It encourages you to find those things to do during the times that you're abstaining, right? Just like abstinence prior to marriage does the same thing for people, making good choices, right? Mm, Yes. And so would you recommend then for women, like you were talking about abstinence before marriage or even people that are single, would you recommend women that are single chart their cycles as well and kind of learn more about? Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Because it makes it so much easier, right? If you Mm. are charting your cycles, I would recommend that this is a skill that we teach to all of our daughters. The minute Mm. that they start 
having cycles, you know, that we teach them how to chart their bleeding patterns, how to chart their mucus patterns, what to look for, how to understand what a normal length of cycle is, because typical gynecologists will tell you something crazy like, oh, it's if as long as it's happening monthly, then it's normal. So if you have a 24 day cycle and it's happening every single 24 days, oh, that's totally normal because you're regular. Mm. No, that's not normal. That's like way too short. And Mm. if you're having, so anything under 27 days is short. Anything over 29 days is long. And there's Mm. a cause for all of that. And if you choose to look for the cause, then you're going to have more information, you know, and you're going to know what to do with it once you work with somebody who knows what to do with it. So that's amazing. I mean, you're really speaking so much truth to life. I mean, until when I was younger, I knew nothing, right? I only charted my period in my little clue app. And then when I got older and I actually, when I moved to New Orleans, there was a women's clinic that was sponsored by the diocese, which was awesome. They had an adoration chapel in there. So great all Catholic doctors, amazing. And that was the first time that I had ever, you know, one of my friends that I had made work there. And she told me that she had taught her whole job was to teach people how to chart. That was her, like her entire job. And so it was just so amazing to know that there is something like that. There's a resource. And I'd never felt so empowered until then to know that I can know more about how my body works. So that is so cool. That's amazing. So one last question that we had was, where do you find hope and joy in your work? We know that women's health right now is, you know, hot topic, whether it's reproductive health um, or just health in general. And there's a lot of emphasis that I'm seeing on kind of more holistic health, which is great. And we're taking care of ourselves as whole people. But then there's a lot of also emphasis on, you know, very much pushing birth control and kind of contraceptive methods that aren't really answering questions for women that are sick and women that need more help. So I can imagine being in a job in that environment that you have your fair share of challenges, but do you have hope? Do you have joy in particular moments? And where do you see this going? Oh, I'm so blessed because God just made it so that I was able to own my own office. So Mm. I don't deal with a lot of outside influences of people wanting to prescribe contraceptives within the office space that I'm working in or anything like that. You know, when someone walks into my office, they're greeted with, you know, Christian contemporary music overhead. There's uh, essential oils being diffused throughout the office. The office has been blessed three times. There is a miraculous medal in every wall, (laughs) you know, like it's a sacred space. And every day that I go to work, whether I'm working from there or working from home and serving my patients, it's a blessing for me. And I really try as much as I can every day to, you know, go and receive Holy Communion first before I go in, because I truly believe that it's not me who's doing this work. I am simply the broken vessel that he is using. And it's the Holy Spirit that is, you know, serving these patients and tending to their needs and everything else. And so I am blessed, so, so, so blessed to be a small part of it and to be able to minister to my patients with the Holy Spirit's help and to be able to practice in this way. I mean, being able to go to work and know that I don't have to go to confession for what I do is like 
so priceless to me. Wow, you know, that's amazing. Considering what I used to do and how I used to practice and everything else, I it I was a practicing Catholic at that time, and there was never a priest who confronted me about what I was doing. You know, they all just kind of kept their mouths shut, even though they knew I was an OBGYN. Nobody ever asked me, do you write contraceptives? Nobody ever asked me, what do you think about abortion and what are you doing about it? Yeah, those were never questions that were asked. Mm. So my hope is that people will, you know, continue to seek this kind of care and that they will continue to honor the bodies that God gave them. And that they will be willing to, you know, not rely on methods that shut down their cycle or interfere with the gifts that they've been given in their bodies, and that they will learn how to really listen and understand what their bodies are trying to say. And I have so much hope because, you know, God brings people to the faith in so many ways, and it might just be through somebody wanting to live holistically. But I find that, especially in our faith as Catholics, we have done a not so wonderful job of inviting others to join us on this amazing journey. Like we have everything. We have the Eucharist, we have sacraments, we have confession, we have, we have everything. And we are so stingy, you know, all of our Christian brothers and sisters at the drop of a hat will be like, Hey, you want to come to church with me? You want to come to this worship service with me? You want to come to youth group with me? But we are so hesitant. Mm. We're like, Oh, they might not want to come because of the scandals Mm. and they might not want to come because they don't understand the Eucharist and they might not want to come to adoration because they'll think I'm crazy. Mm. Who cares? (laughs) We know the truth. Share I love it. that. I love yeah, that. I love that. It. That transparency and that dynamism. I mean, it's true. And you never know like how God will operate, you know, in you. I was even telling you before we started recording, I'm working at this summer camp and where I'm working, actually, funny enough, the school that we're staying at, my youth minister from when I was in eighth grade all the way through high school is the youth minister here. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so now I'm 28. I'm not 12 anymore. And so we were just catching up and talking and I was telling him how amazing it is, how God just really operates in ways that you wouldn't expect. Because me yeah. being 12, 13, I was for sure that God didn't exist. I knew in my mind that God did not exist. And I was totally sure that abortion was a woman's right and we all just needed to do whatever we wanted to do. And it was none of my business and everyone just needs to just do whatever they want. And, you know, just God taking an opportunity for me saying a yes to going to youth group because it was the only thing my mom let me go to. <laughs> because, wow. Praise because God to your mom. I, yeah. And I was just begging to go outside anywhere. So I took any opportunity and God just taking that and saying, all right, if that's all I get, then I can make that work. Yeah. And, and my old youth minister saying like, and just saying yes to God in his way by being receptive of me. It's just amazing how... God uses each one of us, like you were saying, as vessels of opportunity to draw people closer to God, you know? And now years later, I am sleeping on a classroom floor, like like anticipating, you know, 15, 16, 17-year-olds that are going to come and we're going to talk about our bodies and our faith and peer pressure and the church and God and answering tough questions that I would have been sure I knew the answer to at like 12, 13 years old. Anyway. Yeah, that's awesome. 
We are so grateful that you answered some questions. I think it's so important that women just know more about how they work and how they operate and that there is hope for us in that way. I think that the woman empowerment conversation is broad and large and Catholics can enter into that space well, Absolutely. you know, with knowledge. Oh so I'm so grateful that you shared your knowledge yeah. with us and hopefully our listeners got to benefit and can get on the computer and, you know, kind of research and get to know themselves more. Where can we find out more information about you and what you're up to? Absolutely. So I have a YouTube channel, Dr. Monique Ribeiro. So you can find me there. I am on like every social media outlet that you could imagine. So (laughs) search for me. I'm on Facebook. I spend a lot of time on Clubhouse. I spend a lot of time. I think Clubhouse, I am natural Dr. Monique on Instagram. I am fertility solved because that's my international coaching and course for my infertility patients. Sure. I have a lot of stuff on TikTok. I think that is Dr. Monique Ribeiro. So you can, yeah, you can find me pretty much anywhere. I'm on LinkedIn. Oh my gosh. Okay. (laughs) That's awesome. Well, then we will totally link your social media profiles in our notes so people can check it out. And in the meantime, I'm praying for your practice. That's amazing that you're doing what you're doing. And I'm just so excited that we got to chat with you. And I'm really hopeful about who this episode will reach. So thank you so much for being with us. Praise God. Thank you so much for having me. God bless. You too. Thank you guys again for listening. And thank you so much to Dr. Monique for being our guest. We'll make sure to put her social media in our show notes. So please make sure to check that out. And next week, I'll be talking to Mariana Pimiento, known as Big Apple Catholic on Instagram. We'll be talking all about her journey to becoming a focused missionary and how God operated in her heart in such a crazy year, which was 2020. I'm looking forward to y'all hearing that conversation. As always, God bless. Talk to y'all next week. This show is a production of the Spoke Street Media Podcast Network. For more great podcasts, visit spokestreet.com.